0: Good morning everybody, it is 2 a.m. How's everybody doing this morning? We're gonna pick up where we left off on essential skills, talking about empathy, where we left off at number three. Having a service orientation, okay? This is primarily aimed at work situations. Having a service orientation means putting the needs of customers first, and looking for ways to improve their satisfaction and loyalty, okay? People who have this approach will go the extra mile for customers. They will generally understand customer needs and go out of their way to help meet them. Okay, in this way, they can make a tr- they can become a trusted advisor to customers, developing a long-term relationship between the customer and the organization. This can happen in any in- industry or in any situation. It's just more commonly noted in the food industry. Okay, let me give you an example. Mercedes-Benz doesn't how do I put it? The car manufacturer is no longer interested in achieving customer service, uh, customer satisfaction. Sorry. It's not that it's not important to them. It's actually quite the opposite. It means that the customer experience is so important that the satisfaction is just not enough. Instead, the company wants to in its, uh, wants its customers to feel delighted by their experience with Mercedes. Okay. The company's president and CEO believe that engaging Mercedes employees is, um, Is the key to achieving that if they can make their employees more engaged for example um, a recent company poll found that seventy percent of the employees had never even driven a Mercedes to start with so they're now being given the opportunity to do so so that they can better empathize with customers and therefore engage with them more effectively can't really engage with a customer about a topic or buy a product that you don't even know anything about and have not driven yourself There are many non-work situations which require us to help others in some way, where putting their needs center stage may enable us to see the situation differently, and perhaps offer more useful support and assistance. And with that, that brings us to number four, leveraging diversity. Okay, Leveraging diversity means being able to create and develop opportunities through different kinds of people, recognizing and celebrating that we all bring something different to the table. Okay, leveraging diversity does not mean that you treat everyone in the exact same way, but you tailor to the tailor the way you would uh, the way you interact with others to fit with their needs and feelings. Okay, people with this skill respect and relate well to everyone, regardless of their background. So, as a general rule, they see diversity as a opportunity, understanding that diverse teams work much better than teams that are more hom- homogeneous. Uh, as such. People who are good at leveraging diversity also challenge uh, intolerance, bias, and stereotyping when they see it and create an atmosphere that is respectful uh, towards everybody. With that being said, after a short break here, I'm going to cover the dangers of stereotyping real quick within this topic. So, stereotyping. There are a lot of dangers with this, okay? Claude Steele, a psychologist at Stanford University, did a series of tests about stereotypes, okay? He asked two groups of men and women to take math tests. The first group was told that men usually do better in such tests than women. The second group was told nothing. In the first group, where people had been reminded about the stereotype, the men performed significantly better than the women. There was no difference in the second group. Deal suggested that being reminded of the stereotype activated emotional centers in the brain, resulting in anxiety amongst the women, which affected their performance. This shows how dangerous stereotyping can be, and how they can have a very real effect on performance. And the reason I wanted to cover that real quick before I go to number five on political awareness is because being stereotypical can not only cause major emotional drawbacks in a lot of people, but it can cause a lot of hatred and resentment towards people, which makes it nearly impossible to even show any form of empathy or any kind of sympathy whatsoever. Usually it can end up leading to even worse situations than before, creating a very negative atmosphere. And this is not very positive for a lot of environments, and it's not great for workflow or for the environment of, that you work in or live in. So with that let's move on to number five political awareness many people are very uh, view political skills as Manipulative, okay, but in its best sense politic political means sensing and responding to a group's emotional undercurrents and power relations political awareness can help individuals to navigate Organizational relationships effectively allowing them to achieve where others may previously have failed Okay um keep in mind that political awareness in itself is its own topic i just wanted to make sure i cover that real quick before moving on empathy sympathy and compassion there is an important distinction between the three of them okay both compassion and sympathy are about feeling for someone um seeing their distress and realizing that they are suffering compassion in its own right has taken an element of action that is lacking in sympathy but the root of the word is basically the same Empathy, however, in contrast, is about experiencing those feelings for yourself, as if you were the person through the power of imagination. This is the whole point of empathy in the first place. Let me cover three types of empathy real quick. Okay, psychiatrists have covered th- have identified three types of empathy: cognitive empathy, emotional empathy, and compassionate empathy. Okay? Cognitive empathy, empathy is understanding someone's thoughts and emotions in a very rational uh, rather than emotional sense. Whereas emotional simp- empathy, as is known by its title, is a emotional con- uh, It is And it's catching uh, someone else's feelings so that you literally feel them too. Now, while I don't really condone this version of empathy as it does make you feel the exact same pain they do as if you were them completely, it does help you better understand the other person and realize that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And then the last one is compassionate empathy is basically understanding someone's feelings and taking the appropriate actions to help them without the other underlining effects. So towards empathy and it's right. It may not always be easy or even possible, to empathize with others, but through good people skills and some imagination, we can work towards more empathetic feelings. Uh, Research has suggested that individuals who can empathize enjoy better relationships with others and greater well-being through life. As Barack Obama put it back in 2006, uh, before everything went to hell, um, I think we shall, and I'm going to quote him here, I think we should talk about our empathy deficit the ability to put ourselves in someone else's shoes to see the world through the eyes of those who are different from us the child who's hungry the steelworker who's been laid off the family who's lost the entire life um, they built together when the storm came to town when you think like this when you choose to broaden your admit of concern and empathize with the plight of others Whether they are close friends or distant strangers, it becomes harder not to act and harder not to help. And despite everything that happened during his presidency, he brings up a very valid point. Just wanted to make sure I covered that. Now, that's it for the rest of this podcast for this episode. However, uh, I brought up the three types of empathy. So before we close the door on this particular topic, in our next episode, we'll cover those three types of empathy in a little more detail, and then we'll move on to our next topic. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the rest of your day.